Disorderly Podcast brought to you by the Launchpad Media. Go to www.thelaunchpadmedia.com for all your podcasting needs. And look, boss man, don't get mad at me. I know I was supposed to have that stuff for the website like two days ago. Blame Aaron for sending the stuff that I need through Facebook instead of an email like a goddamn adult. But also, I, I had a shift on Sunday that was 12 hours, so I've... I've been playing catch up ever since. I mean, uh, at least I sent it. I mean, you did, I suppose. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, what else? So uh, hit us up on Subscribe Star. The link is scrolling on the bottom, but it's uh, drunken. Oh, shoot. What is it? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I always forget where the dashes go here. Oh, whatever. Just find Drunken Disorderly on Subscribe Star. Find us on. Uh, anchor.fm slash Ozaraptor. Those are the places you can go to give us money to keep doing this. Um, we do want to shout out our, our awesome subscribers so far. Uh, and I just drew a blank. We've got John Phillips Jr. Brett Powell. Brett Powell, yep. Ethan Bishop Benjamin. Hell yeah. Thank you. Thank you, all three of you. Thank uh, you, thank you, thank you. I love you guys. I love all three of you so much. So here's what I'm thinking. And Dre wants to shoot this idea down because she's boring. Uh, I think for our subscribers, we should actually have a fantasy football league. Because, you know, we have we have a couple subscribers, so we could have them and then some of the hosts and, and a couple people. And that would be like an eight-man league. Of course, between now and when we would actually make a league, we could get more subscribers. We could have a bigger league. That would be great. Man, like, is there a way? Yeah, I did not shoot it down. I said, explain it to me because I don't get this shit. Is well, there so, a way we can turn this election into a fantasy political league? So I thought about Let's this. Build your team. Let's see. Let's I see where your this, people actually. finish. So for wrestling, there's a, a group called Wrestle Talk. And they do a thing where every major pay-per-view for like all the big promotions, not just WWE, <laughs> they have like you pick who's gonna win, and then whoever wins uh that uh table. And it's like a calculated total amount of points. Like I think you had to have like 110 points to win the last time. So you just, you have to pick a lot of matches. Uh, if we went and did like, you have to pick all the Senate seats, the president. And if we really want to be dicks, we can do like all the house seats and uh, whoever gets the best score. I don't know. We make you a shitty trophy that says drunken disorderly on it. You can Ooh, be the, I'll, make it, I'll use one of the dicks from my drawer. Yes, totally we are going to have a dick trophy for whoever can pick the most winners of the 2020 election. You're you're committed to that, by the way. You're losing I'll one of your dicks. Biatch hat for second place. You know, it'll say I'm the biatch, and we'll put some panties on it. <laughs> oh boy. So um, this is this is off to a swimmingly good start. Dre, take us over. Hey guys. So uh, you know, I don't. I'm not going to come in here and be all negative, which I kind of have been this week. I've been in a little bit of a mood. So um, I'm just going to say. Yeah, think I've had to work with you. You have been terrible. <laughs> well, you see, I don't get to tell anybody else. You get it all and I am. I'm like, because I can't say fucking at this place. And it's really stifling my my whole self of being. It's fucking weird. <sighs> Go to work high. It'll fix everything. It's not legal in Nebraska. 
anyway, so <laughs> that's what we've been doing. And yeah, it's hot as fuck here. And Zach decides after work, he wants to have a chat in the parking lot, in the sun, not in the shade. It's like 95 degrees. We're sweating balls, no big. I had to give him a little shit about that. Sorry. You're the Zach would decide to do that either. This is true. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, my mute's being weird. You're the one that stopped to talk. I'm a fat guy. You think I wanted to sit out there and talk? I You're the one. You walked around the back of my vehicle to see what bumper stickers I had. I felt like, well, we're clearly having a discussion about bumper stickers. <laughs> I actually, I wanted to have our discussion in the shade under the tree, but we walked into what the middle parking lot. <laughs> oh, like right out the door tree? You know, like, yeah, on the like, side. We're going to do that. Stay inside where it's air conditioned. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forget. How, you know, I actually I feel for you because I was actually warm indoors today, and my hand palms were sweating. It was fucking crazy. Knees I weak, arms are heavy. Mom's spaghetti. Yeah, uh, something like that. No pasta today. It was sad. Anyway, I'm derailing the shit out of us you on are. purpose because it's been that kind of a week, and yeah. uh, we have a cool guest who's okay with me derailing shit happily. Happily. So, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and introduce Connor Dragota. Sir, how are you this evening? Life is good. I don't have a thing to complain about. It's a, it's a good day, despite the ups and downs of everything else going on in the world. Yeah, sorry if you guys can hear my cat screaming to go out in the hall and look at other people's doormats for no reason. Um, that is her fun, cool thing. My do. dog barks at rocks. Seriously, a fucking rock in the backyard. The, the light glistens off it. He loses his mind. <laughs> he is the loudest, weirdest, most paranoid Australian shepherd on the planet. Like, you can sneeze. The dog flips his shit. Yeah, that's why I don't have a dog. This is all I'll put up with, and all I have to do is actually open the door for a few minutes and let her go out, and she'll shut the hell up or let the uh, open the other door and let her go outside for a little bit. My other dog's chill, but it's because she's old. She's just like, whatever. Just somebody get me high. So that my hip dysplasia doesn't hurt and feed uh -huh. me stuff and I'll be really good. And she is. But he's crazy. Sorry, I was reading Justin O'Donnell's comment. That's never uh well sometimes. Anyway, Connor, what are oh, you drinking tonight? Tonight I am uh hanging out with some Jameson, one of the cask mates, which I hadn't had before. It's the uh stout edition, which I was actually pretty like pretty happy with. Was it what? You like it? I did. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big Jameson guy, but so I was, I was actually pretty down on it, but they were sold out of regular Jameson and it was, I figured, you know what, I'll go for it. I'll try it very happy and I'll probably go back. Cool. My friend brought, bought me a bottle of this and I liked it so much that I went and bought like a couple more. I don't know what the hell it is. Seven Oaks, whatever. It's Cabernet. <laughs> Excellent <laughs> taste. I like it. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go pick it up. You guys go get your pussy, Dre. So do you do you have animals, Connor? I do. I have a black lab uh greyhound mix. Black labs matter. Yes. It's yes. he's he's fantastic, but he's very much in the same camp though. He's at the window all the time. He's watching the sidewalk and he doesn't pay any attention to squirrels, doesn't pay any attention to rabbits barely pays attention to people but birds this dog will stare at birds and bark at them all day long it's crazy it's the retriever in him sit it's, it's great i gotta take him hunting he i don't think he's that smart that. but that's my, good my, yeah 
my my lab is uh, mixed with border collie, so that dog has, like his issues have issues. Oh my god, you have both of my dogs in one body. <laughs> Are they? Uh, so here's the thing. So we just got the puppy, which is a shepherd pit. Uh, so someday this puppy will be able to hold its own and kick the, the lab's ass and, and that'll be great. They can run outside and beat the crap out of each other. I don't care. But for right now, she's 12 weeks old. So <laughs> he just bounces around the house because it doesn't matter that he's like seven. He has too much puppy energy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was going after his ball the other day. And she was too close, so he got he gets paranoid about his ball, so he snapped at her, caught her ear. Um, and here's the thing: I don't hit my dogs. No, except when one bites the other. <laughs> then you've been naughty. Extra then naughty. something gets chucked across the room, typically like a shoe. I'm not trying to damage my dog. We just need to lay the law down a little bit. And I wasn't I was far enough away I couldn't just grab him and be like, "Nah, motherfucker." So a shoe went flying. Um, fortunately, fortunately, it hit him in the head, and that is the hardest part of the body for him. I'm kidding. It. I missed. I was just trying to scare him. Did Aaron freeze, or is she just glaring at me re- reproachfully? <laughs> She's got to be frozen. <laughs> wow, the, Aaron is really not happy about how he was treating my dog. <laughs> you know, I'm not able to scroll through the comments, so I don't know what's going on. Like they're frozen for me. I think one of the most important things that's been brought up already is uh, just from Justin. It says, talk about Greenland because nothing else matters. And with everything going on with Trump, I feel like that was actually such a highlight of my week to see that come out that he's seriously considering. Like, I want to know who is he having this conversation with, though? Like he's, he's clearly called someone into his office to say, Let's buy Greenland. And I, just, I don't know who the who the right person in the administration is to take responsibility for that kind of a task. Um, yeah, I don't know either. Like, would that be uh, Secretary of Foreign Affairs? <laughs> I, I don't know. Who would handle that? Something to do, like, why did he say, because I haven't gotten to read shit for news the last three weeks. Um, did he say why he wants to buy Greenland? No, that's pretty obvious, though. Like, uh, China and Russia are playing around in that region. Um, and there's a lot of oil in that region. And it's strategically, Greenland is like the continent that's in that area. So it's strategically viable to... Jeez, uh, oh, be alive! I hate you. So it's strategic, it's strategically viable to have Greenland, so that you can push back against China and Russia. Oh my God! For fuck's sake, we have Hawaii, God damn it, and Alaska. Yeah, I, look, uh, it's funny because Denmark is just trolling the shit out of him. Saipan, the Marshall Islands. Are are, are you fucking kidding me? <clears throat> but if we don't stop communism with our form of authoritarianism, what what will happen to the world? <laughs> yeah, because communism doesn't usually stop. God damn it. Man, what is up with her connection? Itself. I, like, Dre, you're old enough to remember. Do you remember the Cold War drills where we'd have to like duck under our desks and shit in school before the wall came down, before the Soviet Union kind of fell apart? Do you remember that shit? That shit. But I remember when it was communist was a bad word and people 
were, you know, shocked and awed by I mean, it. It's, still, it's, it's still like a, a stupid, stupid word, but. But I mean, people had the correct um, reaction to it when it was brought up in conversation. It wasn't polite conversation. You know what I mean? If you were talking about communism, it was in hushed tones and with very serious. Because the feds would show up at your house. Like, I know this because I lived through this shit. I mean, can we say that maybe that's the one thing the feds did right, though? Show up at 12-year-old kids' houses, redact their mail, kick in their door. Look, my... I am kidding, Aaron. Calm down. My great-grandmother was Russian Jew. And in school, we had this project in like fifth or sixth grade where you're supposed to track your heritage. And the only way to do that, because all of those records were sealed, was to communicate with the Soviet embassy. And when I did that, the feds came to our house. My mom was pissed, yo. I bet. We did talk about this a long ass time ago. I forgot that you had the feds. Yeah, it was bad. Like, I remember this shit. It's such an innocent thing. You know what I mean? Look, there were Olympics that we boycotted because of this shit. There I remember was, that. Bad shit has happened because of this shit. But communist nations always eat themselves because that's how communist works. At some point, if it, it so. The beauty of communism, right, in its ideology is that everybody has what they need. The problem is it's kind of like what Mary Sabrin was talking about when he was on the show. Communism and even American capitalism focuses on uh, on consuming. It's all about consuming and the consumer and the consumer. Without producers, you have you can't consume. If you don't produce, you can't consume. If you don't go to work, can you pay your bills? Nope. No. No. You have to produce something in order to be able to consume. And when we shift the focus on consume, 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 when we, we neglect producing, when the only producer is the government, uh, welcome to communism and socialism, um, everything falls apart because governments suck. There's no innovation in governments. No. Without innovation, production halts, right? If you can't produce, you can't consume. So it's really I, simple. They all I, fall apart. I feel like we do need oh God, I hate it when you make me fucking do this, right? Or Aaron. Fuck both of you. I didn't do shit. Look, oh. a lot of our technological advancement has happened in the private sector, but with government funding and government mandates. So I, I don't think because it, completely... it has to happen with government funding and government mandates. Because if you try to do it without government funding and government mandates, you go to jail. There's that. How dare you innovate on your own? We need to stick our finger in it and hinder it somehow. I mean, seriously, what do you get if you cross an octopus octopus with a rooster? Oh my god. All kinds of government violations and, and complaints, then ethics commission report, and probably three years. So, Connor, what would what if you were king of America? Who would you sick the feds on first? Oh well, of course. You know, I know initially when we talked about coming on here, I think the first thing that we talked about was well, guns. Right? There's there's a million things going on with going on with guns. So whoever went after defense distributed over their plans to distribute that technology, whoever that guy is who made the decision to, to shut them down and give them all sorts of legal trouble, that is the first person whose door uh, I'd be knocking on because that is just crazy to me uh, that you'd want to 
further mess up the second amendment and take away people's ability to defend themselves. And moreover, as we're talking about the ability to create something, right? And you're saying, oh, hey, we wanna be creative. We wanna be entrepreneurial. I mean, realistically, a lot of the ways that historically we've been able to defend what we've created is with firearms and with our ability to self-defense. So, you know, when we lose that, I feel like a lot of our other freedoms are right behind that. And that's a massive problem that we need to be worried about. Absolutely. I think we just need to bring back like gentlemanly dueling. <laughs> that's I mean, uh, sensual. When did that actually disappear? Cause it's, it has a, a rich history, even in America. So yeah. someone at some point said there ought to be a law and just screwed up our ability to just settle things man to man, right? Well, that's how everything gets fucked up. Somebody says there ought to be a law and then we're screwed. So the reason that there, someone said there has to be a law is because people like me who are Celts, uh, everyone else will be like, let's have a duel. And we'll be like, okay, turn around and then we'll stab you in the back and run away because we don't fight fair. <laughs> 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 I killed Aaron, guys. <laughs> Timing couldn't have been better. <laughs> uh, let's see what the comments are saying so far. Laura said something about hentai. I don't know what what we said to invoke hentai, but I'm always down to talk about some good tentacle porn. <laughs> Justin, suck my ass. Oh. Trial by combat needs Look, to make a Drake, comeback. You, as an attractive female, you cannot say to a male, "Suck my ass." We're I mean, we're millennials can, at this point. At this point, someone's gonna be like, "Is that an offer?" <laughs> Dude, you can say it, but consider the audience. The guys yeah. watching our show are gonna be like, cool. "Yes." <laughs> I mean, okay. No, when I say it, it means like. Like back in the day when you used to say suck my left one, when somebody said something piss you off, that's how I mean it. Okay. Like even even at this point, like if 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 one of you says suck my dick, I'm just gonna assume you have a strap on. Like, okay, well that sounds kinky. Let's do it. <laughs> I got a drawer for them. Yeah, that's like saying that. <laughs> you got your hente answer too, by the way. Oh what happens when you cross the octopus and the rooster? Oh. That's right. Oh, so I think that was Aaron talking about that, and I was only mildly (laughs) paying attention because I was like sharing the podcast. I I really only mildly pay attention when Aaron talks. I'm just kidding. Sorry, I'm an asshole today. No, it's okay. You tried to sleep the last two days, and so I'm really energetic. And work was perfect today. I had nine calls, so like I would have a call, like a half hour of not having a call where I could just fuck about and read a book and then a call. So I was never bored, but I was never working very hard and it was fucking perfect. <laughs> Dude, that would drive me nuts. No, no, it was perfect. I've got books I can read. It's fine. If I start reading a book though, I'm not answering the next call. Oh, I read. So I read um, these history books that I used to read as a kid that are, it's very easy reading because it's written for, you know, young adults will say, you know, teenagers, but it was also written in the 1890s. So it's like for proper English words, yeah. but written for 13 year olds. So it's oh. it's kind of a mixture of really easy reading, but only if you have an extensive vocabulary. I forgot that you were that kind of homeschooled for a minute. Sorry. Dude, I used to read history books for like two hours a day. Like it was required that I read for two hours a day when I was homeschooled. I'm super jealous. <laughs> Me too. And that's why, that's why I get like 
other other libertarians and I get into fights about they'll be like my economics, my my Reed Rothbard, my Ayn Rand. Look, I hate Ayn Rand. I'm sorry. Uh, like all these people, and it's like, or could you just explain your ideology to me in the form of a story? Because I can do that, and that relates a lot better to most people. Y'all need to get better at that. I don't want to read your dry-ass textbook. Yeah, I haven't read a lot of that shit, honestly. Have you, Connor? You you probably have, because you're a well-read individual. You know, I'll be honest. I am the exact opposite of what you think of me, apparently. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm flattered, honestly. Uh, I know I'm a, I'm a huge uh, – I, so I work in communications for a law firm. And that's what I do in my job. Uh, so – when I think about explaining the ideas of liberty to people, I'm all about telling stories and, and communicating better because I, I don't know when you get up and you hear conservatives and libertarians talk about stuff, it's always, Oh, we're going to increase this by X percent. We'll get Y results. And as you know, it's, it's terrible. People's eyes glaze over. But when you see the best people on the left, get up and talk, what they're saying is, oh, well, we got this social program that little Susie had access to. And as a result of that, she grew up and her daughter was able to get the skills that she needed. And now their family's successful. Like by the time they get to the point of the pitch, which says, hey, we're going to need 70% of your income, you know, your, your heart, you know, you connect with it on an emotional level. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, like, I, so I got married three weeks ago. Right. Oh, congratulations. Really exciting. My, stuff. my condolences also. Hey. You go, oh, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got married three weeks ago as well. There you go. Okay, there you go. Sort of, but yeah. So like, but we're doing this whole thing where, you know, she was not very political before and, you know, before we started dating a couple of years ago. So, you know, it's like walking through, like, I'm not going to give her a textbook to read to explain, like, how does your now husband's mind work? I'm going to give her something like, Ayn Rand can be easy too. Right? I mean, I got Alice shrugged uh, behind me, like some of these easier things where at least it opens up the conversation to, you know, some of the more serious ideas about liberty. And I mean, you're absolutely right. People need to sometimes step off their horse a little bit and just have a human conversation about a way that liberty impacted their life. That's, that's the only way we're going to win elections. It's the only way that this whole thing is going to turn the ship around. This is something I yeah, absolutely got to make it personal for like, I, my wife is non-political for the most part or was until we got together. And now <laughs> I, if I'm, if I'm not paying attention to Facebook for a few days, uh, her Facebook, I'll eventually see her sitting there like furiously. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, I'm in an argument about government. It's like, what happened to you? Why are you like this now? That's good. <laughs> good job, Zach. But uh, it, it can be though, right? it can be kind of scary because um, for all of my tell me a story, I also know the statistics and the the theories and all that. And she doesn't right like well, you her, do need the data to back it up yeah. too, right? Because otherwise, so, someone's gonna be like, well, you know. How do I know you're just not full of it and this is just an opinion? Right. And, yeah, that's and for her, so sometimes wade into deep water and and have someone kind of school her pretty badly because yeah. she doesn't she doesn't have the factual backup. So, but also she is like working and has kids and a million other things. She just knows that government fucks with her life every day and wants it gone. Well, I'm so kind of curious. She should argue with that. <clears throat> so, like when you, when y'all are are doing this and you're sharing stories, like. Honestly, I don't feel like there's a ton of stuff out there for 
adults who are interested in liberty but aren't ready to jump into political theory books or something very serious like i know you know justin is i see the comments like atlas shrugged is particularly badly written like yeah there's a lot of problems with that book but a lot of times i struggle with where do i send someone to what what do i give them to read a lot of to me and my my genre is fantasy okay and a lot of fantasy books uh have a Mm -hmm. lot of libertarian overtones Mm -hmm. because it's it's almost always and sci-fi is the same way. There's a despotic government and free, plucky freedom fighters. It's the Star Wars. Right, that's Star story. Wars. Like yeah. that—that is troopers. That is the story. Ender's of, Game, for fuck's sake, right? Yeah. Uh, Hunger Games. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> literally, <laughs> I'm literally rocking it right now. Yeah. No, it's yeah. uh, it's, it's very true. The and, guy who was lied to through his whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. All Anne McCaffrey's books, the whole fucking Dragon Riders of Pern series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, and great. Um, the like the series that Elfie and I are listening to now is one of Mercedes Lackey, Mercedes Lackey, and this whole the whole thing is like there's a city that's very heavily governed and it's bad because it's very heavily governed, and then there's these elves that they they have a king but it's really ceremonial, and the people that are like orbiting the elven kingdoms really like they have tribal leaders at most and those people are all really happy and doing good things and the city's really bad because it's got a government well you guys dune for fuck's sake i've never read dune this is where logan's i lose run. a lot of my nerd cred but i've never actually read dune. uh logan's run um the author of that book is um we're we're actually friends it, that book I think when I think back at it now, I didn't realize it at the time. Right. right so, sorry. I have to pause you because hmm. Justin, you are kicked off of my friends list. First off, the sort of truth is fucking terrible. That is the most <laughs> poorly written characters I have ever read in my Agreed. life. Poor that is not how humans interact with each other. He didn't okay. say it was great. He just said it was way better than Rand. That's all he's trying to make an argument. So I'm actually not familiar with that at all. But one of the things I did see on there too is Chad Williams um, saying, you know, TVs and TV shows, movies, Firefly, Serenity. Uh, You know, we sat down, we watched uh, iRobot and V for Vendetta back to back a couple weeks ago. Amazing films. And she'd never seen them before. And it was just as cool, like, wait a second. Let's, you know, it it led to some great conversations. It was actually really, really awesome. throw idiocracy on, for fuck's sake. We're living that right now. Back to the Future 2? If Trump's not Biff, I mean, my God. (laughs) Well, haven't they said that the character was based on Trump? Like, the creators? I'm pretty sure I've read that. That came out. When that movie came out, Trump was still rather thin and considered rather sexy. So I don't know, but oh. I mean, I think for most of the playmates that thought he was sexy, it was mostly about his wallet and not anything else. And and I mean, cool props to them. Uh, hang on, so I'm looking for it. Uh, the not a coincidence at all. Back to the Future Part 2 screenwriter Bob Gale confirmed uh, interview with the Daily Beast that Donald Trump was the inspiration for the character he and director Robert Zemeckis created back in 1989. That is so scary, I man. Talk about that. prophetic vision. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I knew I'd heard that somewhere. I couldn't remember if it was true or not. Um, please, John, come on. Please tell me that was not aimed at me. 
What? We've what? been friends this long. You can't spell my name right. <laughs> I, I unless it's, so. Here's the thing. My dad does this to me all the time, and I always oh, forget. Oh, where's the dog? There's another one. I always forget that my dad's an asshole, so he'll misspell my name on purpose, or he'll. Um, the one thing he'll do is like when I, because a lot of times when he calls me, I'll be like out doing something, so I'll put my headphones in. We'll talk, um, and. So I was walking along the my, our walking path a couple months ago, and I was talking to him about my new job, and he kept saying, like, what? Can you repeat that? And I kept repeating it, and he's like, what? What? And then about five times, then I'm like, go fuck yourself. I know you understood me. And he died. Like, I can hear him just dying on the other end of the line. He misspells my name and has done so for the entire almost 34 years of my life, knowing that it annoys me. Doesn't annoy me when anyone else does it, really. I don't care how my name is spelled. Yeah, but your dad... But my father know. should know how to fucking spell it! Right. <laughs> Dude, he, my dad... He doesn't even do, like, a good spelling. He, it's Z-A-C. No, dad, that is not how my name is spelled. You're not paying for characters on your text messages anymore. It's 2019. <laughs> like, right. get, it, get it right. <laughs> I get teased about meat at every single meal since I'm five years old. From my father. Well, or, what about the guy that was was like bullshit, fake a fake person with a fake name? Do you remember that dude that did not believe that your last? Oh name yeah, was in the in that shit posting group for Think Liberty. <laughs> that was insane. Like Nathan, was, um, why did I just forget Nathan's last name? Parada. Parada. Thank you, Nathan. I'm sorry, Nathan. Nathan Parada and I are in the one of these shit posting groups for Think Liberty. But like, no, no, that's Dre. Because so Dre had had her picture for the national LP, like that little like, hey, I'm a libertarian. Come Never to took me. her selfie. Yeah. So and everyone's like, there's no way her name is Andrea Liberator. And we're like, oh, no, that's legitimately her name. And they're like, bullshit. I don't care what she changed her name to. That is not the name she was born with. <laughs> like, no, that's that's Dre. I've met Mama and Papa Liberator. That's that's them. <laughs> So yeah, so they're like, dude, you gotta get in here. And I'm like, hello, it's me. And then Caleb was posting pictures of us together. And I'm like, yeah, I'm totally real. That is the name I was born with. It's on my birth certificate. My grandfather, you know, I mean, that's not the name we came here with. It was either Liberato or Liberatore, but my last name is fucking Liberator. And so is my grandfather's. <laughs> Tell me that's not the most unfair thing in the world that she gets a fucking last name like Liberator. Right. My son-in-law's last name is Thrasher, Chris Thrasher, and the party is, is I think that's its name, too. It's got to be a self-fulfilling prophecy to a certain extent, though, right? Like, does, does does he live up to the name Thrasher or no? My son-in-law doesn't. I mean, he would if he had to. I mean, if, if he tried to hurt my daughter, yeah, it'd be ugly. It'd be really fucking ugly. Um, but by, by nature, no. Nah. He's a super chill guy. Yeah, people always ask me, like, you know, random people that I have to tell my name to for whatever reason. Oh, are you a liberator? I'm like, well, I don't keep people in the dungeon, so I don't have to liberate them. <laughs> John, you can now shut the fuck up about my spelling when you couldn't even remember dude's name. <laughs> <laughs> so, somehow that's going to get back to Nathan, too. And I'm going to get a message tomorrow like, the fuck, man? I'll tell him. Can <laughs> you tell him? No, don't tell him. <laughs> I love the digital age, right? The thing is, there's another Nathan locally here that kind of dabbles in like libertarian stuff, like 
an occasional activist. Um, <laughs> I almost said his last name. That would be completely wrong. And also, I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to be talked about on this podcast. <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> well, at least you caught it. And at least I know who you're talking about. And I'm. We have some amazing guests coming up on our podcast. Amazing guests tonight. We get really lucky. That like, the best part about doing this is we can get to meet like the coolest fucking people. So, real quick, Connor. So you wanted to you like you really wanted to talk about guns coming on. Um, I saw a poll yesterday. I think it was a Fox poll of all things that even Republicans are starting to come around on gun control. Um, so you probably have a better understanding of this than me because I actually hate guns, so I don't follow it very much. Um, what when they talk about uh, universal background checks, don't we already basically have that? I mean, it really depends on on where you're at. I think one of the things that you need to remember, like I live in Pennsylvania, right? So in Pennsylvania, uh, when I, you know, I guess last Christmas, I was given a rifle for Christmas. And there was no process for that. It's a long gun in Pennsylvania. You just don't have to do it right for a transfer of property between two private parties. Yeah. If you go to a, you know, gun shop and a dealer, like I bought my, I, I hunt. So I have a 3030 Marlin 336 that I use and they ran me through a background check and they ran it through. I actually bought that in New York state, right? Like this process is very, very defined for a lot of places, but you're absolutely right. Like in a lot of ways, there's a lot of private exchange, but I think the, the biggest gap and what's going on, like this whole gun control debate, uh, I put out an article uh, last week or the week before that's called gun control or gun control is dead. And so is the debate because just because there's a law on the books doesn't mean that exchange is going to stop, right? We're still going to continue to give guns between people. And if they're scarce, probably we'll, we'll be more likely to give them at a lower cost to people who, uh, we, we trust and like, and want to be safe and want to protect their families. Um, there's going to be people who can ghost gun, right? People already create ammo at home just for the heck of it. Imagine if they needed no, to I, do it. No like, one does that. I literally, like, it, I, so again, Pennsylvania, right? Like I'm in the middle of nowhere. Like these people do it because they just enjoy the activity <laughs> and imagine when they decide to scale up, there's 12 trillion rounds of ammo in the United States right now. Yeah, it's going to be double, triple that in a year uh, if if someone actually said, hey, we're going to, you know, the Dave Chappelle thing. All we got to do is raise the tax or price of the bullets, right? If they do that, um, it's it's just going to happen. So, and I think the last part is who's going to take them, honestly? Like, if you think about some of the most hardcore gun people that you know, they're cops. <laughs> like, they're... Yeah, cop- Cops are kind of weird on that because on one hand you'll have like the the cop the the the, the head cop in Houston uh, was uh, a while back was talking about um, wanting more gun control the the mm-hmm. sheriff in uh, that in at Parkland w- wanted more gun control yep. uh, say that to a sheriff in Nebraska and they will laugh their asses off at right. 
Folks, I think a lot of people realize it's not realistic. And the most disappointing part is I think a lot of people are doing it for political expediency, mm-hmm. right? Like you got yep. Dan Crenshaw, he's out there and you know, he's on louder with Crowder and he's defending his position. He's he's not rolling it back because his constituents in Texas too said, Hey, we really don't want these red flag laws because they can be abused. They he he was actually doubling down on that and saying, No, this is why we need them. This is why we need them. Pete King uh in the house was the first guy on the Republican uh, uh, side of the house to say he wants the assault weapons ban today. I mean, the only good news that we've really seen is Trump finally getting out of his own way today and saying that he's going to recommit to the second amendment. Uh, and, and God only knows how long that'll last. Right. Um, I mean, it depends who's in his ear tomorrow morning. It's disappointing. I mean, black, nothing black powder is covered uh, under any universal background check still. Um, mm-hmm crossbows are not going to be covered and and seriously the anarchist cookbook is a download yep i mean really if anybody thinks that increasing background checks is really going to slow a stem of of purchase they're wrong um all it's going to do is expand the number of people whose rights are being violated um in ways much bigger than just access to a weapon um we're talking about Allowing the government to decide once again versus the people to decide what qualifies as a mental disability. Um, at one point, homosexuality qualified. Yep. Okay, think about this. So everybody who's a fetishist, I know you guys watch. We, we have viewers who are kinksters, your rope bunnies, and your furries, and your pets, and guess well, please, what? No, please no furries. I'm just kidding. Guess what? That's probably going to qualify. And you're probably at some point in the near future, if red flag laws are allowed to stand, you're going to be prohibited from owning a firearm and having the ability to defend yourself and your loved ones. And if you're a, a disabled veteran, you are first on that list. You better think of real quick. There's there a the reason. Gentleman... Sorry, go ahead. There's a reason when I went in for my uh, CNP and they were diagnosing everything, uh, they gave me anxiety first. And then the second doctor's like, you have PTSD. I'm like, the fuck I don't. I do. And he's like, no, like, seriously, I'm like, I have anxiety and we're going to fucking leave it there. Look, in the so 90s, I have anxiety, not PTSD. Which is a shame okay. because that's getting in the way. Like, let's say hypothetically, like, I, I don't know your situation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's say that there was a legitimate way that you would, uh, if you had a PTSD designation, you would be able to access care that you would need <laughs> because you have PS- PTSD, right? Like, you, the way that that law is structured, it now just put up a barrier to getting you mental health yep. care that you would otherwise need like veterans, especially are going to be in a category that are more likely to, you know, uh, have violent tendencies, be well-trained, have PTSD. Like there's all of these things. Uh, it's crazy. And I, I feel like people aren't thinking it through. Like there's a logical there was, end to this, isn't there? There was a study that came out during the, the 2016 election cycle. Right. And basically what it said is that the, that the majority of Americans are walking around suffering from some form of PTSD, one form or another. If red flag laws are allowed to stand, all it takes is your doctor having a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have red flag all laws for politicians? Like, <laughs> like, you're not allowed to be a politician for the next three weeks because, look, I'm a little worried about your mental health right now. 
And all these people that are like pro-national defense but anti-gun ownership, let's be really clear. About 90% of the people who are now serving won't be able to serve if we let red flag laws continue down the, their, their path of trajectory. Because all of those people are going to be barred from possessing a weapon. And if you can't possess a weapon in a civilian world, you certainly can't pick up an M16 for us, right? <clears throat> So well, there's uh, there's something to be said. Are you are you talking about Jess right now? Is that what you're about to drag? Well, out? I'm I'm about to go there first. Okay. Uh, John Phillips's comment about wait till the first time an ex-wife calls out her her ex-hubby. As someone who has been falsely accused of rape, uh, that terrifies the shit out of me. Yeah, wait till your internet stalker, ladies. You know that dude that blows up your DMs with unsolicited pics, tells you he knows where you work and where you live. Um, wait till he decides that you've ignored him too long. All right, so I'm gonna. This is a long comment, and I can't bring it up because it's too long. Jess Smears. Overall, 77% of Americans surveyed support family-initiated ERPOs. It was 70% of. 70% support of them being initiated by law enforcement, according to the survey, which was conducted before the recent Texas and Ohio shootings. There is broad support among Republicans and gun owners for these types of laws, the poll found. Two-thirds of Republicans and 60% of gun owners support allowing the police to seek court orders. Higher percentages, 70% of Republicans and 67% of gun owners support allowing family members to seek them. Why? Do Republicans suck the blue line so hard? I so hold on. The same party. Does she mean going through the proper channels and getting a court order and not just making a phone call and doing the red flag thing? Well, you say that, right? But have you read An Innocent Man by John Grisham? That shit happened here. Innocent people are convicted every day because some judge issued a court order. It, it yeah. always starts with an order. A, a warrant is a court order. That, that's what it is. It's not difficult to get a court order. I can go file a restraining order tomorrow, Dre, against you in Tulsa, and it will stand for 90 days. For 90 days, I will have a valid restraining order against you. In 90 days, when we go to court, if I can't prove my case, I paid the state 90 bucks and walked the fuck away. But for 90 days, I was able to harass you because of a court order. And imagine that, like what uh, John was saying about, you know, exes and all that. Uh, you get your, your friend to file a court order against your ex, and suddenly they don't have guns to protect themselves. And look, we've had this conversation. Uh, Dre and Aaron are rather small people, and that gun is a great equalizer if someone my size or bigger is fucking with them. Yeah, if I mean, and let's remember too, with me. Jody Rias didn't need a gun to commit murder. She didn't use a gun. You do not need a no. You you can use anything, 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 anything. I always talk about Asia Chambers who drove into Oklahoma State University's homecoming parade and killed multiple people, including children, used her car. Exactly. And, like I, we've made this point. Go ahead, Connor. No, I was just going to go back to what you were saying about the um, you know restraining <laughs> order and stuff. And I, I, one line I want to draw there too is, you know. Self-defense is what I would consider to be a fundamental human right. Uh, so, you know, there there is even beyond that an additional level of scrutiny that I think this issue deserves, which is to say, do you, you know, 90 days can mean a heck of a lot 
of, of a difference when you're saying, hey, I can't interact with someone for 90 days versus, hey, there's a piece of paper that is actually validated that this person is disarmed and vulnerable for 90 days and unable to protect themselves. I mean, yeah, that's huge. That's I mean, it, it's life threatening. And, and to assume that that would lead to less violence when all that we've seen through all of human history is that when people can get the upper you know, uh, foothold uh, over someone else, they're going to use that to their, to their advantage. It's, it just defies logic that, that people would think that way. It does. And that's what drives me crazy about this whole thing is like, how do you not jump from, okay, red flag laws. Okay. Sounds like a good idea. If somebody's, you know, you think your family member loved one is crazy. You call in, they can't have their guns. Oh, wait, somebody who has a beef with somebody else. Like it's not that far of a, it's not a big jump people. Literally it's the first jump I make in my mind. This could be used against anybody who anybody is angry with or upset with about anything in the entire world. And look and already, if, if you're concerned about the mental status of a relative uh, of a close friend, if you think they are a danger to themselves or others, you already have the ability, relative or not, to call the police and sign on an affidavit and have them placed on a 72-hour hold. That ability already exists. Yeah, uh, I had to do that with Elfie once. Family members, two or more blood relatives, already have the ability to forcibly commit a relative. That ability already exists so all this this government propaganda that tells you that as um friends and loved ones of someone you're concerned about there is nothing you can do it's bullshit yes there are things you can do other than making them a sitting target and uh, well, to look at to i guess what what just asked directly which is what should be done if trump signs an executive order for gun control and i'm gonna i'm gonna guess it just what you're getting as gun control meaning and erpo i mean look at all the gun buybacks look at the way that the bump stock ban was what new jersey had zero bump stocks turned in new zealand had maybe a handful of guns turned in uh i think yeah like it, obviously there's a there's something there right that doesn't feel good about this piece of paper existing, but to assume, I, I genuinely don't believe that almost anything that the government through an executive order could do is really going to impact my life that much at this point. And maybe that's me being an optimist, but a piece of paper doesn't really mean anything. And I think the vast majority of gun owners will, you know, man, those boating accidents are just crazy out of control. Up. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm sure you've seen that meme. It's right. It's oh, like, yeah. The, the, the government comes to your door and says, hey, we have record that you have 10 guns and they take my 10 guns away. How many guns do I have? 19 guns. I have 19 <laughs> guns. I lied about the 10, right? Like that's what, that's the reality of how people think. And I think the, the, the way that, that the left, because generally I'm going to say that this is by and large the left, even though that's a growing Republican support. One of the things that's happening is by doing this incrementally, you're making people who give a damn more paranoid. So non-compliance is only going to grow. Like if you did this all in one fell swoop, sure, you'd have a small fringe that's going to get out of control or that's going to, you know, out of control in quotes as, as the way that they would define it. But by doing it piece by piece, you're actually giving people a lot of time to think about the ways of, yeah, I'm probably not going to really pay attention to any of this. How many of you have a bug out spot? Who already has that spot? 
right? I know this is a podcast. Should I say yes? Like, I don't like, yeah, like we all are. <laughs> Everyone but Dre. It's an audio. For the, for the audio right? people. <laughs> Probably the majority of, of people watching and listening already have a bug out spot. You already know. What's the first thing you steal when this shit hits the fan? I'm grabbing a beer truck. <laughs> if I so, can come back for a fuel truck, I will. But look, beer has a lot of good properties. I can make bread with beer. I can my, my bug out spots in Tennessee, though. I don't need beer. We're going to have plenty of moonshine. <laughs> I mean, you're going to need the yeast in the beer that I need. It's the yeast in the beer that I need. I'm, I'm grabbing a beer truck. I hope my roommate listens and grabs that fuel truck I told him to grab. We're going to the convenience store, two trucks, and we're, we're the fuck out. Which is good. But right, like the opportunity is there for you now. Right. right. Because because right you, you have to be more aware because human nature, right? Fight or flight. We feel threatened in our natural human rights to, to self-defense. And as a result, there's a lot of thought that goes into between A and the eventual one generation to 10 generations from now where, where something like this becomes a reality. It's really just a matter of whether or not we can be smart enough to instill this in our kids and say, maybe you should also be smart enough to be aware of what's going on in the world. Look, honestly, I think the best thing that happens, the best case scenario, if Trump signs this order, is that most gun owners continue about business as usual. I, I think that's the best case scenario, right? But the worst case scenario is certainly very, very different and much more frightening. The worst case scenario is this throws us into a civil war and our next Libertarian Party conventions at a FEMA camp. That's the worst case scenario. And people need to get really honest and, and really really start understanding that so we with uh you know the culture war is something i really follow uh pretty extensively um my fear with the culture war is that it's it seems to be between two different brands of authoritarianism uh -huh. with kind of the the alt-right on one side and antifa on the other and where how do we like both of those groups suck. Uh, I don't want either one to win. What the fuck are we going to do with this? We like, need a new hate Ashbury district. That's what we need. I don't know what the fuck that means, dude. Me neither. So the intersection of hate and Ashbury in California during the sixties and seventies anti-war movement. Uh, that's where a lot of shit start, started. You saw a huge kind of um, spring up of, of protesters and activists there. There were more uh, in Greenwich Village in New York. There were a couple of pockets and they started a movement and, and the anti-war movement took hold and we pulled out of Vietnam and some things changed. And that's what you need. That's what you need if you want to win a culture war. You need Woodstock, right? And hippies. That's what you need. No, that's in the plan of this podcast, right? I mean, yeah. we'd love to have a come together and have love music fest yeah i mean that's how you change the culture work and and, and that works because there, there's this really cool thing about all of the arts right music books cinema podcasts written pieces essays scholarly reports poetry the really cool thing about that is they all touch us in really personal ways so you make a personal connection with the emotional side of a human being that's far more lasting than than this silly propaganda shit. That's how you do it. it. It's we we like to say as libertarians, it's about changing hearts and minds, and that's bullshit. It's about changing hearts. Minds will change themselves. 
If you think you're going to change anybody's mind, you're pissing in the wind. It's not about changing minds. It's about touching hearts. And if we don't get better at that, we're fucked. The problem is that libertarians are kind of, a lot of libertarians are like that 1% of the population that doesn't have emotions very well. And, and you can genuinely change their mind and that matters, but they don't realize that that's not how like 99% of the population. Works. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm autistic and I'm the one telling you this, right? It's not rocket science for fuck's sake. It's not rocket surgery, motherfucker. <laughs> like we have rocket scientists within the party. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm on six percent. I get my cord or no? What? I said I'm on six percent. Yeah, get your cord. What do you mean you're on six percent? My laptop. The, why the fuck isn't it plugged in, Dre? It's only Tuesday. It's going to be a long week. Oh yeah. So um, I do while we're while we're here. Uh, I do want to announce. Um, some stuff kind of here and here we're, we're kind of coming up on the end, I guess. God, this, this podcast flew by really fast. It's it a fun it. time. It's a good time. Connor's got to come back on. Yeah. So, uh, I figured, I figured, um, we could have you back on, on like a Thursday for that other thing. Cause Thursdays we can, we can zero in a lot more. Yeah. Honestly, I, I enjoy this format a lot too. Uh, this is important stuff. These are the kind of conversations people need to be having because otherwise, it's just going to exist in all of our heads and we'll all think we're alone. Mm -hmm. All right. So I've got our schedule up Thursday. We have uh, Kari Bittner from Carrie. New York. Carrie. Carrie I'm, sorry. Sorry, Carrie. I've never, I don't think I've ever actually spoken to her. I've only been like messaging back and forth, but Where's she's doing at? some awesome stuff with uh, voter registration in New York. Uh, next week we have Cliff Maloney Jr from young americans for liberty that'll be fun He's president of young americans for yeah. liberty everyone knows who he is uh, yeah, i don't think he knows that this is, i don't think that he knows that this is a podcast where we talk about foot fetishes and um shit like that so that'll be fun don't leave that yeah like look i held that off when larry came on because i really respect larry cliff i just kind of want to mess with <laughs> well and you know cliff has people for this right We'll see how it goes. If he um, doesn't, he will after our show. So we actually don't have a guest set up yet for that next week. Uh, and we might just free ball that one. Let's free ball. Yeah, we'll, we bring, free we'll, bring on, we'll bring on Scott and complain about how the uh, – or something. I don't know. I might even reach out um, – I know some things and some people. We'll see. We'll see how it happens. But on the 10th of September, we have Precasso. Do you want to explain who Picasso is? Aaron? Yeah, so Picasso is um, an artist. He's a painter from Australia, um, and he, he paints with his willy. And he is seventy-four years old. Yeah, and buff guys, like seriously, six pack, hot buff. You would um, give our child a run for his money if they were in a modeling contest. Yeah, and look, not only does he paint with his willy, but like you know who he's just painted. It's portraits. Um, and they're actually pretty fucking good. So um, check him out. Google him. He's got some videos on YouTube. He's got a Facebook page. Go give him some love. We're, I'm going to beg him when, when he's on to consider um, donating a portrait of, of our chair of Nick Sarwark that he has painted. 
uh, back to the show. And if we can get him to get him to do it, uh, we're happy to auction that off. We'll, we'll, have, to pay, we'll have to at least pay for shipping on that because that'll be expensive. Yeah, I'll do it. We'll do um, it. Yeah, do it. So on the seventeenth, which is again a Tuesday. So here's the deal: the week that week is huge for us. That's a huge week. We have Andrew Heaton coming on from the com- the comedian from Reason. Um, really funny guy. Uh, it's going to be an awesome conversation. Uh, I hope he. I hope he's ready for weird foot fetish talk because Andrew can hang with any group of libertarians. I promise okay. you. And then that Thursday, the nineteenth. Unusual start time because it's going to be at nine o'clock central, not eight. We are having a death battle to decide the libertarian presidential nominee between Kim Ruff and Dan Berman. Uh, we're not calling it a debate because death these two battle. don't they don't disagree on enough things to have a real debate. It's like, oh, which alphabet agency would you delete first? Like, <laughs> okay, well they're going to get to most of them, so who cares? But no, well, we're going to ask the important questions like. Um, Does size matter? Well, th- yes. We're going to ask okay. questions like, uh, Kim, why don't you know what Skynet is? Dear God, what's wrong with you? <laughs> we're going to ask Dan why the hat seems to be going away. Because that makes me sad. Me too. Uh, and then we'll ask them things about like pineapple pizza and. Uh, I, I'm sure our guests will come in and have a lot better favorite questions. Position. I want to know what their favorite comma sutra position is. Okay. And I I'm going to guess this debate is actually going to end up being what swings enough votes to, to make a difference <laughs> here. So, you know, I bet you're right. You're 100%. And the thing is from what I've heard uh, because the libertarian party doesn't vote on tickets, so even though Ruff and Phillips are running together, they're not actually running together in the Libertarian Party sense. Um, I think that whoever wins this uh, death battle also gets John Phillips Jr. Like, not only do they get the nomination, but they also get him. Does John so, know about that, John? We know no, you're watching your subscribers. No, I'm, do you I'm know just, that, John? I'm just deciding oh, that right now. Oh, got it, got it. <laughs> Because this is my show and he's one of our subs. That oh, did you just call him your sub? That's fucking John. Funny. John is my sub. He yeah. is. He's technically our Dude. sub. <laughs> I want to see that demo Dom battle. <laughs> I got money on John. Oh, he's Justin wants to know if he can debate on behalf of Noda. Um, I feel like Dan might do that himself. <laughs> Did oh, he boy. do that at convention? Wasn't that him? I don't know. This don't is know. going off the rails. Yeah. <clears throat> what we do. So, uh, John, yes, you are You are now my sub, and you will go to the winner of this death battle. <laughs> Ooh, oh, man. You just don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> All right. I'm going to jump in here. Uh, Is this, are you going to do that thing that I cut you off from last week? Yes. Okay, yes, go ahead. I am. I'll All be right, right time. Yes, shush. So, you guys, we do have a small business need that will be easily, easily taken care of with one or two more subs. Paid, <laughs> subs. Paid subscribers, please, please uh, go to our Anchor account and subscribe for $0.99, cents, $4.99 a month or $9.99 a month. Or <clears throat> give it – is there a one-time – 
donation? I don't know. If there is, please. If there is, you can just PayPal it to us. Or um, yeah, that'd be great. Via Facebook Messenger to Drunk and Disorderly Liberty. Just hit the message on the page. Use your Messenger payments option. That doesn't work. We don't have a bank account set up with our uh, page. Send it to, to to Raptor, and he'll make sure it gets in the bank account. Don't don't send yep. it to Raptor. Raptor's account is currently tied. Send it to Dre. Raptor's account is currently tied to an old company he used to work for. Send it yes, to me. I'm all tied up with the business, so it, it'll work. So you guys, so seriously, we have a very small business need. It's a very small economic business need that would be taken care of with one or two more subscriber page subscribers. So we appreciate all of our paid subscribers. We love you. We love all of our subscribers that just tune in every week. We do. If you could uh, kick us back a little bit, we appreciate it so much, and it would do wonders for us. Again, every dollar we make goes right back into our business. So. Anything you guys can do, we appreciate. Yeah, right. like don't forget to hit the Redbubble link. Check that out. You can find us on the Mad Status also. We're there. Um, go to the Launchpad page. Uh, sign up for our paywall. Uh, tell your friends about us, really, seriously. Invite your friends to watch. This makes me smile. One time I brought Caleb Dyer to Pride and introduced him to everyone as my cub. He was not amused. <laughs> <laughs> Was he, uh, Justin, was he less amused than he was the night they wouldn't let him in the karaoke bar because he didn't beat dress code? <laughs> he was a boy in the flat pajamas. Real quick. So, Connor, pimp out your stuff real quick. So. Yeah. Please. No, finding finding me is real easy. Uh, I'm the only Connor Dragotis out there. C-O-N-N-E-R-D-R-I-G-O-T-A-S. Uh, I have a website, ConnorDragotis.com. It's a great place to find all of my content. And uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at CD Dragotis. Um, I also write on 71 Republic and Liberty Block occasionally. Uh, awesome places to get news. So uh, give them some love as well. Did you just say yeah. news? <laughs> Is it, they are just, it's news and nudes. It's exclusively uh, their content. I, I yeah, heard no. nudes. I'm like, that cannot be right. <laughs> yeah, the they have pictures of nudes. Little. <laughs> She turned me into a newt. <laughs> <Got better. laughs> All right. Uh, so I didn't warn everyone else, but we are doing um, our our post show tonight. Cool, cool. Are we? Uh, are you? Do you want to stick around for the post show, Connor? Yeah, that's, sure. That's our subscriber only. All right. So yeah. I'm going to hit this stop button on this podcast. It's going to kick you out. Just go back to that link I sent you and come you back. Sounds I good. Just hit refresh. It yeah. works. Okay. All right, uh, everyone. Uh, thank you, Connor, for coming on. Uh, this was a really fun podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, go subscribe to our shit so you can get into the Facebook group that I still don't think Aaron invited our last sub into. I did. Okay. Oh, no, maybe I didn't. Sorry. Mm. I'll fix it. Yeah. So uh, we're going to go live in that group. So come hang out with us if you're a subscriber. Uh, you have like two minutes to subscribe and then send me a message that you're a subscriber and I'll add you to the group. So. See you guys on the flip side. Yeah.